Uh, so we're recording? We are. Well, should I make sure? Ah, scroll down. <laughs> You're listening to There Gets My Go on the Doonstief Audio Fiction Magazine. I'm very, very sorry. I'm Big Ankovich. And I'm Rich Outfield. Here we are at the end of all things. I think that's what you really say in the real final episode. Oh, really? Something like that. I don't think I'd be so poetic. Because I was made on, on, with the possibility that we were no longer friends. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's why the show stopped, because we hated each other. <laughs> well, it. We came close there a couple of times. Uh, so yeah, we're uh, we're sitting around in the movie theater parking lot right now. We're a little early. Uh, the eight ten showing that I tried to get for some reason cost fifteen dollars and fifty cents a ticket. I have no idea why. Because of these unnecessary effing seats that go up and all that stuff. It's it was be. the only showing that that was that expensive though. There was the 910, which was just like 975 or whatever the price is, their normal price. And the 3D showings were in a separate thing, so it wasn't a 3D showing. And the D-Box hey. was also in a separate line, so I don't think it was one of those two, unless that was just some kind of an accident. Mis- you know, they linked to the wrong thing. I don't know. But yeah, I thought, oh, 810, that's perfect. That'll make sure we have plenty of time, but not too much. But instead, no, nope, <laughs> we got too much. Well, I guess we could ask, but we won't. Nah. It's already past 8.10 anyways, because we wasted a bunch of time trying to waste time. And now here we are wasting more. Especially your time, Mr. or Mrs. Listener. No one's time is being wasted more than yours. Are you done? (laughs) I guess so. Why, you have something to say? Because... I could really use you to chip in. Well, I don't know what the subject of this episode was. I thought this was it. This was the last <laughs> episode. This is the the parting of the ways. This is the parting of the ways, but next week, well, probably not next week, but maybe the week after, we'll be uh, doing it on Skype and doing it and doing it and doing it well. So, I don't believe you. All right, whatever you say. As far as I'm concerned, this is the final episode, the Parting of the Ways episode, because Big Anklevich is leaving. He's leaving us, folks. He's leaving the bosom of our family. Announcer Man has already exited the building. R-O-8-O-T is in hell as we speak. And now Big Anklevich is on his way. To hell. To... <laughs> I don't know. It sounded kind of nice to me. It's what I deserve. Big is going to Texas. We mentioned weeks ago, I think, in an episode that just aired, that Big is going away, never to return. And uh, that day has come. Yeah. This is probably the last time I'll see uh, Rich Outfield in the flesh. And oh, that flesh. (laughs) Sam and I, I'll be back to visit. Because all my family lives right here in town, so I'll be around again. So it won't really be the last time I ever see Rish in the flesh. 
uh, it just doesn't seem likely, though, if you're coming to visit your family, that you and I will get together. Well, of course I will. If I'm sitting here with you, like, the night before I'm supposed to... I mean, I, I should be home putting stuff in the moving van, but instead I'm here with you talking to a microphone, pretending like somebody's actually going to listen to this someday. And... Um, Hey guys, if you're not listening, you really should be listening to yeah. that's my god. Shame on you. Shame. That was that was the thing I was saying, right? <laughs> Sorry, um, go, go ahead. You said no one is listening. It just made me sad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I wouldn't be doing all this and hanging out with you at the last minute if I wouldn't do that again if I came to visit. So, you know. People see friends when they come to visit as well as family. It's a thing. It's a thing. I didn't make it up. I hope you're right. I really do. Because just one of those things managed to destroy my crew in less than 24 hours. And if the colonists have been exposed, there's no telling how many. Sorry. Everything is in movie quotes in my brain. Well, you can play the part of R-O-8-O-T for me in the ankle cast, okay? Didn't I do that one time? I was just like silent for the first 10 minutes of Anchorcast. Yeah. And finally you're just like, oh yeah, um, I've got a special guest here. He'll do the creative commons for me. And then you uh, jumped out of the car. It's like, okay, it's time for me to go. He opened the door and jumped and said, why not? As you fell. Good times, good times, everybody. It's a celebration of good times. I hope so. Today was your last day at work. It was. they made you a card and everybody signed it. I believe you said they gave you a cake. They did, yeah, they the cake. They gave you the A finger. very sugary cake, so basically they gave me the finger. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can no longer eat that stuff. Uh, I did have like half of a piece of it and I was just like, whoa, this stuff is intense. I'm going to have to quit here. But yeah, it's weird... And I was trying to explain it to you, and you, I'm sure, don't agree with me, because you worked there, and you have nothing but bad feelings for the place. But, uh... Well, yeah, but you worked there 12 years longer than I did. And have 12 years worth of more horror stories about the place. And so, yeah, it was surprising that you were sad to go and... Well, I mean, a job is a job, and every job is a drudgery at least at some point unless I don't know somehow you're <sighs> the guy who tastes M&M's to make sure that they pass the muster or I don't know whatever you're an ice cream taster for a living or I don't know I can't think of something that doesn't just become a, a drudgery uh, as you do it day in and day out unless I guess you know that was your dream it's the thing that you wanted to do, and it lived up to it when you actually achieved it. Never became, oh, I gotta go do this. I don't want to anymore. You know, every job is a job, and it has the, the pressure and the stress and the sacrifices and the annoyances and all that kind of stuff. You know, no matter where you work, and you've worked a bunch of different places, has any one of them been something where you're just like, oh, yeah, no, this one's great? There are times when, at at most of those jobs, where you're like, oh, hey, this is great, and you you get up to go to work without going, oh, uh, but uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I understand. Maybe we're likening this to the end of uh, our podcast career together. <clears throat> but now that it's over, do you only see the good things? It's like when somebody dies and all of the bad is brushed under the rug and it's like, yeah, there was a lot of bad, but we're choosing not to focus on that now. We're only going to look on positive. No, I still see all of the warts and blemishes. Because, you know, the job part wasn't the part that I liked, you know. The people that I worked with could make the job not so bad. It just depended. And, and there were cycles, too, you know. It would be like a cycle where there's a bunch of people that I work with that I really enjoy working with. And I'm happy to deal with the frustrations that comes with a job so that I can work with those people. Basically, I mean, they're friends. And if I didn't live in the middle of nowhere so far from anyone around, then I would probably hang out with those people after hours, too. You have the friends, and, and that's the part that makes it hard to leave, you know, when you have to leave. And, you know, it's the thing that I was thinking about today is just, you know, I've been there for 13 years. Friends have come and gone and come and gone and come and gone again. And, you know, it's hard when they leave, and it's sad when they leave, but each time it's only one of them that leaves, you know what I mean? So you deal with it. Oh, this is this guy's last day. Well, that sucks. At least there's, you know, everybody else here. Then there's today, where instead I was the one that was leaving, and therefore everyone else disappeared. I had to say goodbye to everybody all at once. And then it's just overwhelming. It's hard to deal with. I had a hard time, and I'm... I'm I'm a softie to begin with. I, I cry anytime there's something emotional. And so I was having a... I had a lot of issues trying to not, like, blubber in front of everybody. Luckily, you know, they, they always do this thing, you know, where they have the cake. And then, you know, they say, oh, yeah, this is his last day. And we just wanted to thank him for everything that he did. And then usually somebody says, speech, speech. And then oh, really? the person who's leaving has to say, like, oh, you know, thank you guys so much for everything over the years. It's been great. You guys are awesome. And, you know, whatever the thing that you say. And it's funny because I had been thinking about and expecting this to come. I've been, like, thinking about, okay, what am I going to say when they pull that crap? I, I, I should probably say this and I, I should say that. And... You know, I was going to talk about how I'd been there so long. It was longer than all the years that I'd spent in school aside of college. You know, if kindergarten through 12th grade is the uh, amount of time that I had been. And, you know, how much does a person change in those years? You know, I had things like that that I was planning. Nobody ever yelled speech. Oh. <laughs> Nobody ever said it. But it was a good thing, to tell you the truth, because I know that I would have just cried like a baby. It would have been insanely hard to say anything. So I'm kind of grateful for that, although I feel a little bit gypped that I didn't get to, you know, express my love and appreciation for all my co-workers. I don't know. Were they expecting me to start talking up, or I don't know what... But yeah, I just found it odd, because I swear, like, everybody winds up with some big speech. But me, they're just like, nah, we don't want to hear from you. Get out of here. <laughs> well, that sounds like the job I remember. <laughs> no, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just like with 
your kids and with your wife, I never hear all the great things that are going on in the world. I never hear all the nice things that they do for you or the times when they came up to you and say, you're the best dad ever. I wrote you this song, and they get out the ukulele, and it's, it's moving and all that. You and never tell me those stories. She says, I wrote you this song, and gets out the ukulele and says, I see your true colors shining through. And you go, you're getting better with this songwriting thing. You keep that up. <laughs> I never hear those stories. I only hear the complaints, and I only hear the, oh, you'll never believe. Or once again, we can't. Or, oh. And then, and then just right on the couch... Or, and, and I would hear these stories about the, the, the job all the time. I'd never hear about times when, you know, people were there, when they got your back or when you're like, wow, it was lucky that I went to work that day. Or, and, you know, because you were in news, you're right there for the most important things that happen, you know, globally. And, and, and time when, times when time stands still and it's just like, holy cow. I'm going to remember where I was when this happened and all that you, I mean, that was one of the things that was special in the time I worked in news. There's three or four major stories that happened while I was there. And it was something that you always remember. You know, it was like, I, I worked on that story, you know, mm -hmm. um, but you got that times more than 13. And yeah, but you just, you never tell me that. You never tell me. It was like, we were all crying when we saw this kid saved from the, the lake or, or, or whatever it is. It's always the negative things. And so my idea of your job is when you'd call me and be just like, you, you guess what they did again today. <laughs> um, and, and, and so, yeah, it's not fair. Um, same thing with this podcast. The, the people at home always hear... You know, this is the third time we're reviewing The Force Awakens because the first time the recording was destroyed and the second time, you know... They, the second time the battery died. They only hear that. They never hear there was a hitchhiker and we were driving down the road and she had a sign that said Albuquerque or bust and on the back it said, listen to the Doonstief, www. We never tell those stories. Because we couldn't get through them without crying. <laughs> and the fact that we murdered that girl on the way to Albuquerque. Sorry, no, I'll, I, I maybe I'll cut that part out. <laughs> and we were the ones that wrote that on her sign and then left it on her body as we drove off. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> there have been good times. There have been times when we've gotten emails that have made my day. Uh, when there have been people, I, you know... People that said that, that our show got them through hard times. People that said they were lonely or overworked or unappreciated. And they felt like they had friends in us. And, and we don't talk about those things. We, you know, I guess I'm trying to make a connection between the two. But yeah, with your job, I'm sure you could tell some stories, not negative stories for once, that would make me think, oh, dang, I wish I had been there. I probably could. Most of it is just the relationships. I don't know that I have any great stories from that kind of stuff. But, you know, you uh, there's a guy, and I, I'm sure people have heard me say stuff like this on the podcast. Oh, yes, I was talking with a friend of mine at work who said this. You know, I, I as I was leaving for the last time today, one of the guys that I talk to all the time about movies nerdy that basically I mean, we sit around and have conversations that could be on our podcast 
almost, you know. I just sit and talk with him about that kind of stuff. And he said, hey, you know, uh, after you see Wonder Woman, you know, text me and tell me what you thought. Because, you know, obviously I'm not going to see you again to find out. But I really want to know, you know, what you thought of the show. So just send me a text and let me know what you thought. And, you know, it's going to be sad to not have that guy to be able to sit around and, and talk with about that kind of crap. Um... And there were some other guys, too. Last night, I got together with them and went out to dinner. Uh, some guys that no longer work there, but are really good friends from the time that they did work there. And again, yeah, if these guys lived closer, I'd probably hang out with them more often because they're a lot of fun. We get along well. And, you know, we sat around and told stories. Oh, yeah, I remember when this happened and that happened. And we were even doing that thing you were just talking about of, like, oh, yeah, the first big story I remember from when I was in the news was this and the first big story I remember you know and I'm oh yeah well I started in 2004 so the first one I remember was yeah it's it's just it's just life I guess things can't last forever I I was watching that movie Boyhood and at one point in the movie um the dad he comes to get his son for his birthday or whatever and take him to the in you know they go out to the in-laws or whatever it is and he has his birthday present for him and Ethan Hawke was the dad and Ethan Hawke just kind of worked this in this, I, I don't think this was actually part of the script but he goes oh hey here's your birthday present and he gives it to him he's like it's the Beatles Black Album and the guy's like what? and he says yeah well it's 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 like the solo stuff from after the Beatles broke up, but it's all mixed together. Because, you know, if you listen to, you know, too much of, like, Just Paul or Just John or whatever, it gets depressing because, you know, the rest of them aren't there. But this way, it's like it's another Beatles album. They're all worked in together. So here you go. I saw that a few months ago, and then just recently I thought, I wonder if that's really a thing. And so I looked it up. Apparently, this was Ethan Hawke's thing. He was the one that came up with the idea. And... After people saw that movie, they they started saying, Hey, what is this Black Album that you were talking about in the movie? Because I don't see anything about this. And so, apparently it was a playlist that he made for his child and gave it to her. And so he put it out there and told everybody what it was. And yeah, it was just a big list of like 50 songs from uh, post-Beatles era. And most of, and, and I don't know most of those songs. I mean, I know a few of the most famous ones. But the members of the Beatles, especially like John and Paul, had a lot of solo stuff that I just don't know uh, at all. And so I was able to listen in. George especially, holy crap, the only one that I've ever heard was... I got my... Oh, well, yeah, I guess there's that too. My Sweet Lord. I was going to say My Sweet Lord, but now that you bring those up, yeah. I do know the ones from the 80s. (laughs) I got my mind set on you, I know. And uh, when we were fab... I also know, but um, anyways, yeah, I, I don't know any of this stuff from the 70s, really, except for that one My Sweet Lord song. So anyways, I just finished downloading that, like, yesterday or the day before, because my daughter's really into the Beatles, and I asked her about, like, I said, you know, this Black Album, is that something you would want? And she's like, yeah! And so I just finished getting it for her, and... The second to last song 
on the playlist is George Harrison, a song called All Things Must Pass. And I've never heard this song before, but uh, I don't know if it was say a masochist kind of a thing or what, but I've been listening to that song like on repeat for the last few days and trying not to cry. <laughs> I don't know why I would do that to myself. But yeah, that just keeps coming to mind, you know? every Everything comes to an end eventually, including your own life, you know? You're not going to last forever as much as you think. Everybody thinks we're going to live forever, like Katy Perry says, but that's a little teaser for the actual final episode for you. But yeah, you know, in the song, he's just like, you know, sun, sunrise doesn't last all morning, and... Uh, not always going to be this gray and it's one of those things that it can be really sad or it can be really positive and really helpful you know if you're thinking life sucks you know you you're just like oh I got, I got no friends I got everybody hates me and I just want to kill myself or whatever if you listen to this and think all things will pass you know that Usually if you're in suicidal, it might take more than just listening to a song to change your mind. But that's the kind of sentiment that could make you think, oh yeah, you know, it's the it gets better thing that they, they put out there uh, all the time to try and help people that are thinking of suicide. You know, it's not always going to be like this. It may be bad right now, but a year from now or less, you know, things could have changed so much that, you know, if you killed yourself now, you'd be like, oh crap, I can't believe I missed out on that. That was stupid. What was the... Was it... Who was the guy who says, the only reason I haven't killed myself is because I, I can't... Want to I know, want to know, to what, know happens what happens next. next. That was my Irish friend, John. I I think about my time in Los Angeles because it's over, you know. And, of course, I only focus on the positive. And I had this job, and it was going good, and I had some good friends there. And my best friend and I, we would start work... To about the same time we would go out to lunch together uh, we would get off at the same time and sometimes we'd just go out to the parking lot and talk until the sun went down and I was thinking about that while you were talking I was just like oh my gosh I miss that so much but that's something that you you and I do now yeah and all things must pass that's something that I will miss and it's hard to miss it when you're in the middle of it because, you know, right. we've done it twice this week, which is a lot <laughs> for us. But, yeah, we will look back on right now with sadness and wish that we'd taken better advantage and, and you know, regret and longing to go back to that time. You, you know, are in this, to me, it's still a new house for a couple it, more days. Yeah. And in this new town, to me it's a new town, and, you know, the job and the little car and, you know, you still got the kids all living at home and uh, just, yeah, the, all these things that are going to be gone either soon or sooner. And uh, you never know what you're going to look back on and say, oh, gosh, I missed that. Um Except for that there will be things, no matter what. Hopefully, you know, this new life that you're starting in Texas will be good, will be better. The new job will be better 
I kept telling you, you know, you need to go someplace where they appreciate you, where you are valued for all the extra work that you put in. And uh, I still honestly believe that this next job, you'll be like, oh, wow, you know what? They gave me a bonus or they gave me a hug or they gave me a <laughs> smile, which is something that I never got at the last job. And I, I could be wrong, but that's what I hope for you. But yes, there will be things that you miss about this job and this neighborhood and this house and that commute. <laughs> you want to hear something really sad okay. and also dangerous? As I was driving to work, and, you know, I've been doing this with a lot of stuff recently, just being like, this is probably the last time I'll do this. This is probably the last time I'll, you know, driving or stop at some place or whatever. This is probably the last time I'm going to do this. But, yeah, I was driving to work this morning, and I was just like, this, this is the last time I'm going to make this stupid commute. And I even worked it out in my head. Uh, okay, so it takes me two hours a day. And probably 20 hours or 20 times a month. So that's 40 hours a month times 12. Okay, 480. We'll just round it off to 500 hours a year that I spend on this commute. Been here for 13 years. That's 6,500 hours that I've spent in the car driving this commute. Who would have ever thought that I might actually miss this? And I, <laughs> I pulled out my phone and took a picture of the traffic <laughs> as I was driving. So there's the dangerous part. Um, just because I, th I figured I could, you know, use it as, you know, I do, I do write a blog about my life and my family's life and etc. that I uh, send to friends and family. And yeah, I figured I'd put that in there and just be like, yeah, I mean, who would have who thought that I would look at it with any any smidgen of wistfulness. Of course, I've heard that the traffic in Houston is like a hundred times worse. So I'll probably look back and be like, oh, I'm, that commute at least was short. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it'll be like. But uh, yeah, it's weird that that kind of thing can even happen. That I can look at anything with wistfulness as awful as a hour-long commute 6,000 see that was the thing that was that was the choke point when I got to 6,500 hours 270 days I've spent that's almost a year that okay I hate that commute again I'm back to <laughs> in 13 years I almost spent a year in my car <sighs> Well, see, and you didn't count all the times we went to Walmarts and stopped and got gas. Times you went through the drive-through and yeah, adding there the was a really pretty time. girl at the McDonald's drive-through, and you realized she was your daughter. Oh God! Oh, sorry, we'll cut that part out. That was a story you were not meant to hear. You know, that's that's part of moving on. That's part of life. Is you tend to forget the things that are drudgeries that suck, okay. and you focus on the things that shined. And so, yes, you'll be like, you know how many audiobooks I listened to on that monster commute that I had? And now I can't. Yeah, there was, there was a lot. 270 days. It's, uh, but even 270 days must pass. It's true. All things must pass. 
So says George Harrison. Yep, you and, and I. And even he passed, so. He did. And you and I getting together just to waste time or hang out or complain, uh, that's that's over now. And that's something I'm sure we will look back on and be like, oh, I wish you were here right now so I could complain about that. <sighs> yeah, we're just going to have to long distance complain from now on. And, uh, you know, there there uh, may be a time when I come back. I know that my wife would like to. And uh, opportunities will be uh, abounding in the future. I expect that we'll probably be in Texas for four or five years or so. And then we'll be going somewhere else. And uh, if there is an option to come back here, that's pretty highly likely that this is where we will be coming. Because I've got family in the area. And it's fam, you know... It, family that my wife who doesn't have to she didn't grow up with them or anything like that but she likes them you know it's the family that she likes a lot so she'd be happy to be here and be around them and be with them um so i think it's highly possible that these skype years won't last all that long but who knows who knows what the future holds for us I know that at the very least, all things will pass. For all I know, you know, we could both die on the drive home from this movie, so. Or we could die, run over before we even get there, and we could be walking into the theater, which we need to do, by the way, because it starts in like five minutes. Uh, Well, in which case, no one will ever hear this episode. True. If you're listening to this, there's a silver lining. (laughs) All things. Well, things haven't quite passed yet. <laughs> All right, time is up in more ways than one. I've been Rish Outfield. And I'm Big Yankovich. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll be right back. I mean, not right back, but in a different episode. See you then. That really pisses me off for... That gets my goat, or whatever this is ultimately called, is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Very sad. I want you to say, that gets my goat. That gets my goat. Say it mad. Mm-hmm. That gets my goat. My get my goat. Say that gets my goat. This might get my goat. <laughs> Say that gets my goat. That might get my goat. <laughs> You're listening. You're singing. To that gets my goat. That get my goat. <laughs> Chalupa for you. <laughs> Chalupa for me. <gasps> I get my goat. <laughs>